Hello, hello, and welcome back to Art House Garage, the snob-free film podcast where we make art house, indie, classic, and foreign cinema accessible to the masses. I'm your host, Andrew Sweatman, and today, season six of the podcast continues with another standout documentary called Boy State. Boy State, from directors Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss, is streaming now on Apple TV+. This film depicts a unique week-long event that happens each year in the state of Texas. The event is called Boy State, and it's a a summer camp-style gathering of 17-year-old boys from around the state uh, during the summer between their junior and senior years of high school. They come together at a college campus, and they stage a mock government, complete with elections, campaigns, impeachments, voting, schmoozing your peers, going negative in the press. Basically, anything that happens in real politics happens at Boy State. And this makes for an incredibly interesting film that offers insights to our political process and also manages to show the good, the bad, and the ugly of human nature. I'm really excited for you to hear this episode of the podcast for two reasons. One is my guest. He's a journalist and a documentary filmmaker named Obed Lamy, and he directed a wonderful short film called A Promising Voice that played at Filmland 2020. I got on the phone with him a few weeks back to record this episode about Boy State, and I was just so happy with how it turned out. Uh, he's also someone who's very interested in U.S. politics, and he offers a unique perspective because... He's only lived in the U.S. for a few years. Obed is Haitian, and on our call, he talks about growing up in Haiti and his relationship with the U.S. and his feelings about our government and how that has changed over time. It's really fascinating to to hear. The second interesting thing about this episode has to do with me. Uh, I was excited to watch and discuss Boy State because I myself attended Boy State when I was 17 years old. Uh, So this film depicts Texas Boy State in 2018. I attended Arkansas Boy State uh, way back in 2007, but I definitely felt a lot of familiarity watching the film, and it was great to kind of bring up some old memories. It's one of those things where if somebody mentions Boy State, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I I forgot I did that all those years ago. Uh, So then this film comes out, uh, it's all about it, and suddenly it's, it's right in my face again, and I'm kind of reliving the experience and realizing it probably was more formative than I knew at the time. So anyway, I also share about my experience of going to Boy State in this episode. And with that, let's say hello to our guest. Welcome to the podcast, Obed. How are you? Hey, hello, Andrew. I'm doing very well, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, so you and I met through Instagram, really, but through uh, Filmland, the uh, Arkansas Cinema Society um festival that happened back in october and uh then we got to actually meet in person out there at the drive-in you know six feet apart Uh, so i'm excited to have you on on the show Uh, at that point i was uh, seeing your film a promising voice which is this great documentary uh how what's the latest on that are you still doing festivals or, or what's going on with it um there is a quiet moment now with this film i guess it can play um um, into some social groups like um, non-profit organization who, who that are maybe interested in this story, but um, so far it's been a very good experience with all the festivals it's been playing. I guess that was six, and nice. yes, I'm very happy with that. And 
lot of friends and people in my country who are excited about the press coverage I've had. So yeah. it's been a good experience. That's really great. Um, yeah, it's I, I watched all the shorts and, um, I, and yours really stuck out to me as, you know, it's, it's a, of course, it's a documentary, so it's about a real subject and uh, you really seem to have a good handle on, you know, when to let the camera run and show something. I think that's what I said in my review. I did a, a review on IGTV if, if anyone wants to go watch that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I just was really impressed by it. Yes, I remember your, your review and I was very um, excited and <laughs> um, honored about that because, you know, when you, I didn't know you before. So when mm. you make something and film and, you know, people spend time to watch it and then being online and sharing some comments mm. about it, you know, I don't know how I can explain how I felt about that. And I was I'm still grateful that you spent your time and not only to watch it, but also to share your thoughts about it. And I mean, thank you for that. Uh, of course. Yeah. No, I, that, was I love... public, <laughs> that was the first public critics I had about that film or oh, my wow. first film. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I just love watching movies and something about like, this is a new movie that not many people have seen yet. And if I can be somebody that's out there saying, here's what's good about this. You should watch it. You know that I get excited about that. And, uh, so that's, I'm glad that it's helpful, you know, <laughs> especially for like student films. I want to like just be able to champion whenever I can. And then it's even better when I get Thank to you for meet that. you and stuff later. So <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad it worked out. I remember you had some specific comments about a few scenes and all specific artistic details in the film i was like oh man this guy really spent time to watch that <laughs> uh, well i'm so, glad that was good yeah well thank you for making the film i think it's really good and uh it's it's so interesting to hear so i guess we can kind of transition on into the episode because i want to talk a little bit more about you but um yeah so let's let's pause here and let's let's talk about boy state I will skip the part where I brag for three minutes about how great and cool I am. Seeing as we are all qualified young men of skill and character. People like that stuff. Good, yeah. People like that stuff a lot. Some people say they're a sports junkie. I say I'm a politics junkie. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. I'm playing this like a game. I would like very much to win. I love it, boys. I love it. Where are you from? I come from a very modest family. Uh, I'm on the course to be the first one to graduate from high school. I'm a progressive person, and I'm in a room full of mostly conservative people. Our masculinity shall not be infringed. Yeah! I've never seen so many white people ever. I feel like everybody has a secret underlying need for bipartisanship. A message of unity, as good as it sounds, is not winning anyone any elections. Primary polls are now open. Get yourselves ready for a turbulent election. Whatever happens to you, best of luck. You win, I support you fully. My name is Steven Garza, and I'm running for governor. Let's get the applause because... As to the political views voiced in my speech, sometimes you gotta say what you gotta say in an attempt to win. I think he's a fantastic politician. But I don't think a fantastic politician is a compliment either. Yeah! Yeah! 
We're gonna do shock and awe. It's gonna be awesome. I want y'all to take out your phones and go on Instagram. Everyone, come on. Oh my God. Show the world what patriots are made of. That when things get tough, we pull ourselves by our bootstraps. One nation under God, lovers of the Constitution of the United States of America. That's politics, I think. That's politics. All right, let's talk about Boy State. So this is a, a documentary streaming now on Apple TV, and uh, it's pretty fascinating. It's about it's like a camp basically it's an event a week-long event that happens um in this case in texas and it is uh, it's like the political system but made into a, a camp experience so it's a bunch of 17 year old boys i think they're between junior and senior year of high school and they all uh, come together on a college campus and they run for office, they run campaigns, they vote, uh, there's primaries and everything. They do the whole kind of running for governor, Senate, uh, lots of different um, positions. And this documentary follows a few of the people, um, some of the ones running for the higher offices that are attending this event. And it is pretty crazy. It's it's just really amazing. It, it really is kind of a microcosm of kind of the democratic process as we know it in America. And, uh, it, it's pretty fascinating. So it gets, it gets wild as you might expect that like a boys camp situation, it gets pretty crazy. But before we talk about all of that, I did have a question just for you, Obed, because you are from Haiti. And so I was going to see like, how long have you been interested in American politics? I know you're a journalist and, and you have kind of a journalistic style in your own filmmaking, but did you grow up kind of aware of American politics when you were living in Haiti? Or is that something that's been new for you in the last few years? Um, It's both. I mean, when you grow up in my country, Haiti, you are exposed to everything about U.S. Mm. Part of the reason is because we have a large Haitian diaspora in the United States. Mm. So there is a lot of transactions in terms of they send money, they send food, they send clothes back home. They also travel um, all the year for the summer, for Christmas vacation. Mm -hmm. So you know about the U.S. And you know when things are going well or bad in the u.s because when you speak to those you know people when you talk to those people on the phone they will give you some you know feedbacks to how they are doing or how the country is doing mm -hmm. and also the um immigration part of it when you have you know many times the u.s has have deported people in my country mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we know those things and um I will all I would also say that since the country my country has been occupied twice by the US mm -hmm. and recently quite frankly so when you go to school you learn in a history book about the US occupation of Haiti but wow. personally I was I started to be interested in US politics itself I guess that was in 2015 and 2016 mm -hmm. during the campaign and the end of the Obama terms. Mm -hmm. At that time, I remember I was a journalist working for an online news organization in my country. Um, we were trying to keep up with the campaign because there were some issues that was 
related to things going on in my country. Mm. But from a personal level, I think I was, I have to say that I have been interested in learning English because of the U.S. politics. Mm, because um, when I was in high school, in my, when you when you are in high school in my country, you have to take both English and Spanish classes. I was more interested in Spanish, maybe because of the accent of the grammar words that are close to French. Mm. I was never interested in English. So in 2015 and 16, you had Michelle Obama and Barack Obama going everywhere to give their final speeches and a lot of emotions. I was really, when I was seeing those things on social media, I was interested in understanding what they are saying. And I remember every night when I go back home from work, I go on YouTube and watch and watch those speeches and with subtitles, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, wow. and then... Again, my connection in U.S. politics is really close to or um, is combined with my experience of learning English because, again, when I came here in March 2019 to um, do my English program that was from March to August before I started my master, mm -hmm. I remember I was watching TV that day. That was a Sunday when Pete Buttigieg um, was having his first town hall. So I follow all these 2019 and 2020 and 2021 election cycles. So, yeah. uh, yes, I'm really interested in the U.S. politics now. <laughs> and I even took, outside of my journalism program, I even took uh, last semester um, a class in the political science department. This is a class called Race and Ethnicity in Politics. So... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So politics is kind of part of your story. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's really eye-opening to hear this kind of stuff from you just because I think, you know, like most Americans, I don't know that much about Haiti, sadly. You know, <laughs> we should teach geography and culture better in our schools. I, I have like, I feel like I have a million questions for you, but we should probably talk about the movie. But <laughs> um, yeah, well, here's one other kind of side question. So this, this movie, Boy State, is about, yeah, this, this event, Boy State. Had you ever heard of that before? I, I mean, I guess the answer is probably no. Most people probably never heard of boy state but had you were you aware of it at all and if if so or if not what do you think about it no i've never heard about boy states before <laughs> that film came out since i am really interested in documentary and i subscribe to a lot of platforms about documentary like doc nyc mm. or um idea or southend so they used to promote some films they are partnered with i don't know yeah. so i saw um information or i have seen many information about boy states and i think i was interested to watch it but what i had in mind was like of course a bunch of boys because i watched the trailer yeah um doing something about <laughs> politics or maybe because of this 2020 election yeah but i had no clue that was something well organized that was a platform that exists for yeah. so long in the country and many people have been put um into it so yes i had no clue about boy, boy state so uh, <laughs> but i guess when i watched the film i don't i'm not talking about the film right now but just a side thing i want to say yeah is i feel like it's like scout camp yeah mm -hmm. 
not unlike that, yeah. And it's mainly about politics or yeah. the democratic yeah. process. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of my feeling about it too. So, I, I, yeah, I'm not surprised you hadn't heard of the Boy State event. I think probably, yeah, most people have not. But it was interesting to me when I heard the title of it. I was like, is that about Boy State, like the camp? Because I, I did know about it because I actually attended. Uh, I went to Boy State um, in Arkansas. When was that? So this, the, the film is about Texas Boy State, but Arkansas does it as well. I'm not sure how many other states have a Boy State. And there's a girl state also. They mentioned that in the film. But it's between your uh, 11th and 12th grade during the summer. So I was for me, that was summer of 2017. And um, I'll share a little bit about my experience before we get into the movie, just because I think it's kind of interesting. Oh, yes. Thank you. So, yeah, here's, <laughs> we get the personal side for you and for me on this episode. But um, I didn't really like Boy State that much. Um, and I don't even know. I'm trying to remember how I even got involved in it. But I think it was um, your teachers would nominate you. Uh, and I, I want to say like two or three boys from each high school got nominated or something like that. Um, and I was pretty good friends with my civics teacher. I, I was kind of a nerd in high school. So I was friends with my teachers and um, had good grades and stuff. So they, they nominated me and uh, I went, my brother had gone a few years before my big brother. So I kind of knew a little bit about what it was. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. So I, I was not the type to run for office there. I was, I basically stayed and just had a sort of a camp experience. Of course, you're like, you're getting up in the morning for calisthenics or making you do jumping jacks at 6am. And then uh, you're eating like camp food. It's on a college campus, but then there, it was just lots of events and, and listening to speeches and that kind of stuff was mostly my experience with it. Is there anything you've seen in that, movie uh, in this documentary that is different from your experience or that is exactly what you experienced through your uh, yeah. time in birthday that's a great question and it's actually pretty different in, in some big ways i mean for one thing this was 2007 we didn't really have smartphones yet and we also were not allowed to use our phones during the day um so like we didn't have these instagram campaigns and that kind of stuff going on like none of that was happening yeah. and also at one point in the movie like they have a podcast that they're doing and I'm like, we didn't have a podcast. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if it's just because like the Texas one is more legit and has more money or something, but uh, it was, it was pretty different in that way. They also have a TV um, station. They yeah. Oh yeah. And they have, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We didn't have any of that. Uh, we, we went to speeches and ran for office. Yeah. I guess the podcast part of boys did things that would have been really interested, interesting for you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. If you were a part of it. Yeah, so if we had a podcast when I was doing it, maybe I would have had a better time. But, um, but yeah. yeah, I was not like there were people that were running for the bigger offices. Um, I don't think it was as as crazy as it gets in this movie, but um, I don't think I mean it's possible. But I, that just wasn't the people I was spending time with. Um, my good friend, uh, the other I think at least there's just maybe one other person from my high school. He did run for something. Uh, he ran for land commissioner <laughs> and then he oh. appointed me as a deputy land commissioner so i did have an office at the end but uh, <laughs> i was just appointed because but is there is that you've learned about the u.s politics that is still i don't know useful for you yeah yeah I, I mean there's a lesson right there is like it's all about who you know because i didn't really 
even want an office and then I ended up with one just because I knew somebody that was um but yeah no I, I mean you learn all about the political process and um yeah I think there were some of the it's it's like I learned about the the classroom side of stuff in in high school in the civics class but then here you kind of learn the social side of politics a little bit I guess it's kind of what it's getting at which you know I I pay attention to politics, but I don't, I'm not that much of a political person, <laughs> and so I oh, like, yeah. I didn't really enjoy Boy State very much. And actually, most of the people I went with said they didn't really have that good of a time. <laughs> so anyway, oh, whatever, whatever that's worth. Oh my God. But yes, yeah, so I, it was an interesting um, kind of commonality. Seeing oh, that's a documentary about Boy State. I've done that before. Um, so anyway. Yeah, I, I guess let's let's talk about the movie. So this documentary showcases kind of some unusual things about American democracy. So I wanted to see for you, is there anything in the movie that stood out as just like really surprising or, or strange, whether that's about the movie itself or just American politics as a whole? Yes. I mean, this is, as I said before, this is a story totally new for me. The mm-hmm. boy state as an event and also... Um, the way first of all i think this is a very great documentary because being able to spend i guess this is a week event mm, i and, think so yeah that's what it was for me yeah and to pick some very very compelling characters that's something really really interesting those documentary filmmakers have done and yeah. i don't know if they had planned something before as far as knowing okay this guy is gonna want for office they talk with you know, this specific character hmm. before and, and knowing that, okay, we have to follow this specific character. Or if maybe after maybe two days, they kind of have a sense of what's going on and, okay, we're going to follow maybe these two or five characters. So this is a very, this is a really great documentary. And mm-hmm. with those specific characters, you really have a sense of how the story is unfolding and having a broader sense of what boy state is mm-hmm. so pretty well done now um what is really strange or surprising to me is how those very young boys can be so knowledgeable about u.s politics yeah. i don't know if yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a training session before that week event mm. i mean to me, it's really surprising to know how they know about the issues how they speak very very well Mm-hmm. How they, you know, show leadership. You have this black man. I guess his name is Rene. He was the chair mm-hmm. yeah. of the Federalist Party. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. National right. of Federalist. Yeah. I mean, he was really, really good. He's a good public speaker. He's a great leader. He, although he has faced, you know, some backlash from mm-hmm. uh, other guys, but he was doing his job very well. So, yes, I mean, those guys, they are great leaders. They know very well about, you know, the issues and U.S. politics. Although, personally, I have some, you know, my own beliefs or my own, I, the way I see politics, mm-hmm. maybe there's not resonate the same way as some of them. But I guess this is um, a place where people can learn about the U.S. politics. Yeah. Yeah. So than what is displaying in real life in Washington, for example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that those, that's a really good observation that 
it is you know we we grow up as american boys grow up in this society seeing these kind of things in politics and i mean you mentioned you kind of started getting into politics around 2015 or 2016 and that was a very interesting time for politics because yeah obama was on the way out and trump was on the way in and um, you definitely feel that uh in this movie i think you can tell that kind of that's that's where things are but yeah i, I like that you brought up renee because he is he's such an interesting um person in this and he comes in with already having experience with like writing writing legislation yeah and then he also you feel a difference there between him and then there's some of these other guys who you you can tell like they are they're good public speakers like you mentioned and maybe that's kind of the extent of it like they, they are good at getting on the microphone and uh you know giving a speech but they may not have much experience or they may be um I don't know. It's, it's, it's a two different. It's a it's a kind of a contrast between um, Renee and some of the other people for that reason. I think, but yeah, it's it's what I thought was interesting about this is that it it opens up with this quote from George Washington about the two party system and something about um, you know George Washington kind of famously did not like the two party system, thought it was a bad idea. He said it would open up for someone. Um, so I can't remember the exact word, but basically someone uninformed to kind of usurp and and get to power and uh the filmmakers seem to be pointing pretty directly at our now former president trump with that kind of thing that was my my feeling about it and then um that kind of plays out over the movies you kind of see uh some similar kind of things happening um so that i thought that was interesting that the filmmakers kind of took that track with it opening with that quote and then kind of following the story in that way but you you know one thing because I had a short conversation with a friend of mine. He's also from Arkansas. He was hmm. also a boy state when he was younger. Hmm. My one of the thing we were talking is how how conscious those guys, young boys, are hmm. when they are filmed in this event. Yeah, and having those comments and expressing such. I don't know, like really, um, I don't want to say radical opinions, but mm -hmm. I don't know if maybe in the future, some of them, maybe you could watch this film by and say, oh, but I was, I don't know. Yeah. Will they regret any of this? Yeah. How was that, you know, the access, because, you know, to do a documentary, you need to have access. And these guys, they are young, they are under, um, they are under 18, I guess. Yeah, I think they're mostly 17, yeah. So I don't know if they had permission from their parents or the people running the busted events to be able to, I mean, to, to be part of this film. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. They do, they get really candid and open. There's some shots where they're just like on the couch talking about um, exactly. what was going on and they say some pretty, yeah, radical things or just surprising things uh and some of those i almost don't want to spoil what they say but we can maybe hint at it but kind of getting along those lines one thing that i also found surprising was you know i know texas is a conservative place but i was surprised by just how conservative it seemed like most of the people were and there are some exceptions to that but it, it really seemed um, overwhelmingly red, I guess. Um, and then another thing just this the partisanness part, partisan nature of it because i mean I think when I was 17, back in 2007, it was 
a less divided time in our country and it was probably just different feeling for that reason but they even so they they assign these uh, everyone into two political parties federalists and nationalists as a way to i guess try to get around you know just partisan divides but that's the way it still goes anyway so it's amazing how partisan it still is but yeah go ahead yeah but i guess um the federalist and the nationalist things are just different names but they you see they really reflect the political you know ideologies in the u.s as far as republican and, 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 and democrats because you can see i don't know when someone leaned more into democrat or lean more into republican i mean based on the issues they stand for or the way they see you know each other so i don't think picking the fact that they pick federalists and nationalists to name the parties really take them away from the two-party system in the u.s or at least the two main parties like democrat and Republican party. I don't really think. I mean, I, I was really able, although I'm not really, you know, knowledgeable about the U.S. politics, but I, I was able to say, oh, this is, you know, a conservative person, or this is a more liberal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That kind of transitions into, so my next question was going to be kind of you know this movie there's i feel like there's a lot of negative things that that this movie shows that it, it's sort of calling out different things about um american democracy and american politics uh, but i think there are for me at least there were some positive things too did you have anything that you know thought okay that's a hopeful thing that's a positive thing about any any moments or characters in this film um there are many many interesting or positive things actually um First of all, the fact that you can just gather a thousand, you know, young boys or young or future citizens in a place to uh-huh. help or teach them or, you know, give them the opportunity to practice, you know, the democratic process is something really interesting because um, in the next five or ten years, there will be leaders. And as a matter of fact, I, I at the end of the film, you would see uh-huh. uh, they give some updates about what they are doing right now. I guess the guy named um, Stephen, he was for governor and he was um, in the lineup for um, the Democratic Convention in, in Texas. So yeah. some of them are really, you know, really into real politics, not only as just yeah. for mm-hmm. the Yeah, so that thing, this is really interesting for me. I mean, to me. And, and another interesting thing I would say is also the commitment because mm-hmm. we agree with you know what other side or what the other side believe but to see people really uh to see that people are really interested in you know being part of um or participate into politics or participate mm-hmm. in this making in society that can be really helpful because mm. we are in a time where people are trying to stay away from politics. And as a journalist myself, I don't think this is the best attitude because if we are not in the room, we cannot, you know, mm. influence any change. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is some of the few um some of the positive things I can touch. Um from what I see in this film, and um, 
Yes, I guess you want to talk about them. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. And I would also say, I don't know, I haven't really seen the hands behind this event. I don't know. Maybe this is an artistic or, I don't know, choice um, made by the filmmakers. You kind of see these boys are leading or owning the event itself. You don't really see any, I mean, you don't see a lot of, you know, going person as mm. far as giving direction. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's something good or bad. I mean, it can be yeah. good in the sense that um, those old or gone person, they have, you know, the political preference. You might mm. think that okay, their influence is young boys, but at the same time, maybe to jump into some of the negative side or of the film of boy states is also that you don't see any person trying to be the arbiter when something mm -hmm. is is going you know bad like the backlash yeah that's a good point yes yeah. if this is um a learning experience they should learn not only about the democratic process but also how to be here when you mm -hmm. disagree with someone and uh, some of the some of the boys they were really, really affected by those types of, you know, behaviors. Mm -hmm. I guess mentally, I guess they will go home and in those uh, moments will stay with them. And if that event is meant to be a learning experience, when something bad, you know, like this backlash happened, mm -hmm. yeah. there should be somebody to bring the guys together and to say, this is what is wrong about what you did. This is how it should be, or mm -hmm. it should have been. So, yes. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. And so, yeah, so about that, I mean, as far as my boy state experience, we were pretty led by adults and different things. But it, you're right, it does seem like there's not that many, like, you know, people in charge. Especially, like, the Renee character again, he there's a, a, a faction of people that want to impeach him and you know I, I feel like if that had happened at my boy state that you know the leaders would have stepped in and stopped it or something but but you know renee deals with it like he steps up and is he shuts it down basically in, in a way that's really interesting to watch but yeah i think that's you're right those they just it seems like they're just kind of left to their own devices in, in a way that's really interesting but yeah you, I, go ahead and you saw that i mean he had any help we are talking about Rene again. He had any hurt. Mm -hmm. And he was, you know, sometimes there there are some friends just, you know, come to him and um, you know, try to, you know, give some comments and trying to, you know, help him to be mm -hmm. more or to understand, okay, it's not that bad, but you don't see any adult person yeah. trying to mm -hmm. fix that problem. I mean, I, I I I have a sense that you can get into boy state in you learn, you know, a lot about elections and running for office and the different positions in the state. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you go back home with any change yeah. mm -hmm. in your belief system, in your viewpoints about you know, politics and other social issues in society. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's, I don't know, maybe I have this, I'm a little bit pessimistic about it because of what we've seen over the past two years in this country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and in, in talking about that, one of the comments I share with my friends is that I don't know how much what we've seen in this country over the past week will push the leaders to make some, you know, change into the way they organize by states because yeah yeah i guess there are some things people are being are trying to be more cautious about them right now mm-hmm. after seeing in the summer the protest for um racial justice and yes yeah that's really interesting i wonder if like if they can do like a boy state too in a few years and see like what's it like now how is how how are things different or even seeing these same characters yeah like years yeah. down the road that would be interesting too but yeah that's a really good point you know and what you said about um and just like people being involved for one thing like it's kind of it's kind of interesting that they're so young because i feel like i mean my political beliefs when i was 17 and my political beliefs now are very different <laughs> so like there's there's also a sense of like um these people are you know they're some of them are very outspoken about what they're saying and um yeah but they're kids you know so it's, it's just kind of a funny funny thing to think about there but then also what you said about you know there is a hopefulness in having people so invested in um the democratic process and i think you're right so i, I heard a quote i can't remember who or where from in the last few years, but it was about, you know, if, if you are able to say, um, I don't really care about politics or, or I, I'm, I'm not that interested in politics, that is actually a, a statement of privilege. And, you know, if, if yeah. you feel like you're not as affected by policies, then you're living a very privileged life. And that's something that I realized because that, that was honestly, that was my feeling about it when I was 17 and I was there, it was, I was kind of laughing it all off and I'm not that interested. And why do I have to go to this? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, politics is boring. Um, I later became much more interested in politics, but, but absolutely and, that was from a place of privilege just, you know, a middle-class teenager. You, and I'm glad to bring that in that can remember with the character of, um steven for example mm-hmm. he was he he's born here and his mother was in you know undocumented um person from mm-hmm. mexico yeah. so it was in real life how those policies really affect yeah. himself his family so he cannot be just i don't care so he was i really i was i guess this is one of the character that really um I was really, oh, I was more interested in. Yeah. But that was the most compelling to me because he wasn't playing games or yeah. he wasn't taking, you, you feel like he takes these things really, really seriously. He was crying at the end. He's a mindful person. He has his notebooks. He doesn't speak too much. But when he speaks, he comments attention, he comments respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He's a he's a really compelling character. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Is that the the character of Stephen? This of course character is a real person. He is he he was hopeful for me, and he, so I feel like the movie uh, kind of aligns with him and kind of kind of paints him as sort of a hero in this setting and so i was kind of you know trying to stay at a distance and say i don't want the movie to influence me too much of course how can you control that but then even so i was still like yeah steven he's a good guy <laughs> like he he's doing things well and uh, and even so yeah like what you said about he's a good public speaker but it comes in a way that feels humble and is um he, he's not getting up and yeah, he's taking it very seriously, like you said. And yeah, it, the coming from the background he comes from, that makes a lot of sense that he would. 
But then even um, the his ability to find common ground with people was pretty amazing because he he had been at a a gun control rally um, months before and they end up using that as a smear campaign like oh he's not really pro guns look what he did here and he gives a speech where he addresses it and he's like here's the deal i think you know we can find common ground on this and he does it in a really good way and even just his ability to walk into a room of people that clearly disagree with him and just be fearless and and like connect with them i think was pretty amazing yeah go ahead one of the things i would say which is interesting in the filmmaking process or maybe it's an artistic or maybe a political choice from the filmmakers is the fact that they depict steven as a real hero although he lost his election mm-hmm. yeah. you see they still follow him at the end of the i mean the election and although he was crying but he was dignified yeah, he was. He wasn't like someone. He was not like someone who just lost, and we should forget about him, or mm. we should forget about him. But I think they they did a really really great job. Yeah, they they beat or follow um, Stephen as a character. Yeah, it is interesting. So I'm I'm in, I'm curious too about how do they decide who to follow? Like, because they were even before. <laughs> Voice State started. How do they find the right guys? Maybe they plan to run for governor. I don't know. Go ahead. Exactly. Yeah, that was my question. I raised the question before because it's a really short period of time, like only one week. You don't, I mean, maybe they had, I don't think they had. Massive crew, yeah. Or with, you know, to plan who is going to run for this or that because you see, like, everything is so natural with those boys Mm -hmm. and when they were picking who is going to run for XYZ, because you would have seen something is not normal if that was plain. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they have, or maybe the filmmakers have participated into some voice states before and kind of known what is going to yeah. happen and trying to be. And by the way, they had, because I like to read, um, how do you call that, by the way? Um, oh, gosh. After the movie, after the film, there is the names of the cast and the the, uh, the credits. The credits? So I like yeah. to read them and go everywhere on social media and on the internet to know about <laughs> them. There were about six camera persons. I mean, wow, six okay. <laughs> That's it for the whole two, thing. Yeah, six cinematographers and two additional cameras. Wow. So, <laughs> so yeah. they had to... How do they do yeah, my guess is they did like a lot of research before, and maybe they put out feel. I don't know. It's it's pretty. If I can find any information about how they did that, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's it's pretty crazy. But maybe they knew these people were planning to run for something, and so they kind of followed yeah. them beforehand. Because yeah, there's a few. It seems like they were with them a few days before the event started to kind of talk about whether. And then there's some that planned to run for governor and then ended up going for party chair. That was Ben's. I think his name was Ben. Um, and he, uh, yeah, so, it, yeah, it, it's pretty remarkable that, that they found those people. Um, so yeah. you can see some, they bring some of the characters very, maybe like, like in the middle of the film, for example, when it was not at the very beginning of the film, they bring him mm-hmm. into the film, maybe after something like 20 minutes, I remember, or oh, there was somebody else. And they bring, you know, the, they yeah. when they bring 
characters and there is the name which is very big in the screen so i don't know i think they had 100 hours of footage and yeah they did a great job into crafting that story in the edit room so yeah yeah it's great i mean those filmmakers andrew they are great <laughs> yeah i was very very impressed by it too and yeah and I'm, I'm not a documentary filmmaker so i don't even know the process so <laughs> it carries more weight coming from you but uh, but you know what i thought too like they must have been just amazed at the the story that they got to capture because even as things unfold and you know, getting those those kind of confessional moments on the couch that people saying pretty shocking things and um i guess that kind of transitioned in, into my next question so uh, on the negative side what about this did you did you find any negatives about uh whether the event itself or just the democratic process as as we do it in the u.s um that stuck out to you in the movie uh, i mean as far as the democratic system in the u.s i think i don't feel i don't think i would have been comfortable to be um as a citizen to have only two choices when this comes to election mm -hmm. like a, be i mean to vote for a democrat or a republican i think yeah. there can be a third there can be a fourth choice because it's really really limited when you have only two parties mm. yeah. um, for the democratic system in the u.s but for the boy state even in itself i think one of my critics will be the gender exclusive exclusivity mm -hmm. to me it poses problem because um when you have a bunch of dudes discussing issues related to for example women oh yeah mm -hmm. I think it's really problematic they were yeah. talking about um abortion i know abortion is a very controversial topic in in the u.s but i don't think you can let a thousand young boys <laughs> It's ridiculous to like yeah. planning and making they they were they were not making decisions but yeah. having strong opinion about something they have no mm -hmm. about they are young for one and they are not women yeah for I think Absolutely. it's really problematic and in that way that tells you how radical some politician mm. will become when they get you know in higher in real elected, you know, when or when they get into real politics yeah. or mm -hmm. in politics into real life. To me, that's a problem. And I guess another problem I would also say is that, I mean, although they are trying to um, kind of um, simulate the democratic process, but it's not representative of what the society is because they ignore the vast majority of the population, which mm -hmm. is, you know, the women. So I know they say there, there, there is a girl state, but again, when those people will be experiencing politics in the real life, mm -hmm. the girls, for example, they will be facing yeah. male. Very different experience <laughs> because of that. Yeah. You don't yeah. expose the young girls to this platform where they can also fight or compete or win against uh you know young boys i don't think they can they can really if they can i don't see i, I mean i don't think they can they will really be able to apply this experience in real life because yeah. mm -hmm. this is not what you know real life is in in washington or you know in any state in the country so um yeah i think it's problematic 
Yeah. I, I don't know. There might be some good arguments for why they have boys state and girls state separately. But to me, to have a sort of simulation of the democratic process that can really um, be representative of what the society what, what society is, we should include both men and you know girls and boys into the same platform, the same space where they can you know compete and have arguments and do all kind of things with singles boys. Mm -hmm. It can you know reinforce the patriarchy society or yes. so when those boys again to sum up my idea, when you have thousands of boys being gathered in one place discussing matters for society being elected in you know higher position then we go home and take and think they can make decisions for everybody mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and forget about girls and forget about other and quite frankly the only issue they raise which is um about women was only abortion yeah that's really mm -hmm. they were more about gun control they were more about economy there were more there was nothing about um gender equality or nothing about racial equality yeah it, it's really i mean it's really problematic the thing they are trying to solve or the thing they are trying to teach this boy can be really counterproductive in real in real yeah. life i completely agree with all that and, and i think too just like when you get a bunch of boys together they are going to just behave differently than they would if there were if there were women there too and so and that there's that aspect of it as well but yeah you you hit it on the head too because like someone even says at the beginning uh, i've never seen so many white people in my life and so not only is it all men but it's it's overwhelmingly white which that that probably reflects texas to some degree but surely it's not as um as one-sided as it seems to be in the film that there's very few people of color there uh my guess as far as like how boy state came around i, I even feel like i may have heard this that originally there was boy state and then at some point girl state was created because the girls were being excluded and but it, it also it just feels you know old-fashioned in a way that all of boy state kind of feels old-fashioned that that maybe one day they will integrate gender wise on that but but yeah that that's an interesting point too but i like what you said too about um yeah it goes straight to the abortion talk and to the guns and it seems like for me what was interesting and and, and not a good thing is how the rhetoric immediately went to the extreme things like that like abortion and guns and um i don't think what else but they they, they hit on those two things a lot um and that probably just mirrors you know the rhetoric we hear from the white house or have heard in the past and it's yeah that that's where our political arguments go and that's that's another kind of point in favor of you know maybe this two-party system is not as uh as effective as it could be which is not something i ever heard growing up like i never thought to question two-party systems even though i knew that other countries were different i didn't ever think maybe there's another way to do this um, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's probably pretty common like i don't i don't think we question too much the system that we have and because it seems like it would be really really hard to change it too and it, and it you know hopefully <laughs> this film is helping to um kind of cement that yeah just two parties is really not a good thing i think i think i probably had the thought like you know it's amazing how everything is split into two you know, when I was growing up, but I never seriously considered any alternative um, to to the reality that that it's been 
for so long now. Um, and it was only in recent years that I've learned that George Washington himself was, was not a fan of the two party system. And, um, yeah, I think this movie makes that case pretty, pretty well that, um, yeah, being divided. And, and so that kind of kind of gets into my next thing that, uh, some of the things that we get, these revelations on the couch are, are really shocking. One in particular, which maybe I can not spoil exactly what happens with it. If, if someone hasn't watched the movie, but, um, basically there's a character who we hear very strongly speaking in pro-life terms uh and he's on giving speeches and like riling up the crowd and uh, very much on that side of that issue and then we find out in privately oh yeah i'm completely on the opposite of that but he he said the quote that he said is sometimes you got to say what you got to say in an attempt to win. And so it, it was a game to him and it was about the power of it. Um, and, and yeah, it was just amazing to hear it in that stark of terms that we know that's how American politics operates often that people make promises that um, they don't necessarily intend to keep, but you know, here's what, here's what our youth are learning from that. Like he was completely two faced about it and didn't seem to have much of an issue. He said something about like, maybe that he it seemed like he didn't even question it until they were interviewing him about it like maybe that's not an okay thing to do <laughs> maybe that's a problem but he had uh, just been so outspoken uh, against his beliefs which again it feels somewhat uh i, I don't want to just harp too much on uh, president trump but definitely seems to have some parallels there but anyway but again the problem with that is the fact you have someone who can influence a group of people mm-hmm. about a 90 that this person personally does not believe in yeah. mm-hmm. and is not intimately connected with that issue yeah. which is poor life or you know yeah, yeah again the abortion thing that yeah doesn't you affect him personally yeah. person, you have any person from the group who that is directly impacted by you know this kind of policy that can raise their voice and say, this is what the story is. This is what the experience is. You have any experience into that. I understand your ideology. I understand your political view, but this is what it is. Hmm. For example, when you have Steven, who is from immigrant parents, he can have he can, you know, share his not only perspective, but also own experience. And as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. in one of his speeches, he talked a little bit about how he believes in the American dream because his parents, they came here as undocumented mm-hmm. immigrants. If you, you know, give a chance to people like me, we contribute to this country and blah, blah, blah. So that was a, he was, make, he was making a great case for, for you know, immigration policy. But when, you, but when you have any person that is directly impacted by pro-life or pro-abortion policies who can make a point in this forum or in this conversation, and you have that guy who is just, you know, who, who just was using this as a way to appeal voters mm-hmm. and then just get away and say behind closed doors, I don't really believe in that. But the impact he has made mm-hmm. is with these people and to me that is that's really problematic to me. 
yeah that that moment in the movie is really it's really something it really kind of took my breath away oh my gosh i can't believe that happened because yeah you've you've watched them for so long yeah just just talk and talk and talk about it yeah so that that moment for me was a, a big one um another one was uh, I think it, I don't think it was on the couch. I think it was just kind of in conversation with his friends. Um, and it was a character just kind of casually saying, oh yeah, we've got to use personal attacks. If we're going to win this election, we've got to attack them personally, which again, completely mirrors the politics that we see on TV. Um, but they had no problem going after um, Stephen's, you know, personal history and record on Instagram. And then they attack Renee as well about, you know, calling him biased and, and making a big show, big political theater about this, yeah. um, this thing. And it's just, it's amazing how <laughs> that was, that message has gotten ingrained that that's how elections are supposed to work. And so that just comes out when you put them in this kind of experiment. It's, it's really wild. One of my, one of my concerns about this scene, I guess I was trying to make that point before what I can go into that a little bit deeper now is the same way they use those Instagram posts um, from Rene to attack him in this that was a play there even is a play it's not really serious mm -hmm. but they took it seriously that's fine yeah I wonder if some of these guys maybe in the future if they want to run for office if people will not take some of their, you know, the, some of the opinion they share in this film against them. Because we've seen mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. now, social media, we, we call cancel culture. We, I remember Stephen, Kevin Hart, she was about to host um, the Oscar ceremony, yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. Somebody brought back his something he posted on Twitter about gay yeah. 10 years ago. And mm -hmm big backlash and he had to step away from that um, offer to host the Oscar. And now I wonder if, you know, some of those men, they will change you know, their opinions and their political views about some of the issues. And this film is here to stay. Yeah. So they on him. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's so interesting. And that, that's, why, I, yeah. that's why I was trying to bring towards the question of access. How mm. do these filmmakers get access? Who gives permission yeah. to film those boys expressing views they don't even know that much about? Yeah. Yeah. It was just to play, to be part of that game for one week and then go back home. Maybe some of them are really into politics and others are not. So those materials can be used against them. Yeah. That's really interesting. One thing, as you're saying that I remembered when I was at Boy State, one thing they said over and over was our future leaders of our state are here in this room all the time. So they, they really harped on like, you guys are going to be the people in charge, you know, and it's so like our senators are right here, I'm sure. And our future governor is probably in this room. And um, that kind of thing was said a lot. Uh, and so, yeah, if, if that's the case here, yes, this might hurt the political chances of some of the, the people in this film. It's pretty interesting to think about yeah i i am interested it shows um some of them like i feel like i can go find them on instagram you know and follow them and see kind of exactly. what happens because these are real people and and they might have real political careers it, it is interesting in that ending it, it kind of goes through i think four or five of the the boys and the about they are doing yeah i, I yeah. was trying to be what you were saying yeah 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 and what they what they're doing now and um it goes from like 
one guy is excited about his new truck, you know, and it's like, that's kind of his, the biggest thing going on in his life right now, all the way to Stephen, who's, yeah, like giving a speech at the, uh, some democratic event that that's really pretty cool. And I just kind of, you can see already you had a sense like who thinks this is a game and who really cares about it. Um, and then you kind of see the fruit of that in that final segment of like who has gone on to, to do anything in politics and, um, and who hasn't so anyway yeah that's an interesting point there to, to speak about what you are saying if there is i don't know maybe i can be very biased maybe i mean <laughs> I am. but if there is one person among those leaders or those main characters who is really smart politically this is steven yeah who was really careful he doesn't speak too much he is he carefully chooses his words mm-hmm. and trying to find common ground, as you said. You see, this is someone who is trying to protect his image as a politician. And as a matter of fact, he is now in his way to be in into real politics. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But I guess some of the other guys, if they were really, I don't know, if they knew what is really at stake, because yeah. they are not part of the boys that even, but also part of a documentary, mm-hmm. which is a documentary, so that is going to stay. <laughs> they would have been more careful as far as how they speak. Yeah. Because, okay, l- let's take the example. I don't know if that film was shot before what happened over the summer, mm-hmm. but now we have this big conversation in this country about racism and racial equity yeah mm-hmm. how and we have karen as a matter of fact one of them his mother is called karen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah is, i was uh, reading that on the boy states film website so um what happened is I, I wonder how do they feel how do their family members feel or classmates feel when they see those boys harassing or mm-hmm. um back having this backlash against this black guy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's like there's it seems like there's very few people of color and then there's one in power here and they're gonna try to impeach him and and like he calls it out he's like this feels racial and it absolutely felt racial to me too and yeah that's really interesting like the racial intimidation so i wonder how do they feel about that now everybody's to open eyes with what's going on in terms of um, racial inequality or racism in this country. Yeah. So I think this was filmed in 2018, I think is what at some point they said the year. And so, yeah, it was before any of that. And, and it, I do wonder whether it, they would have been so bold, you know, if that had happened this year, you know, but yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. But I, I, I guess, uh, Andrew, I will learn more about, um the making of this film because mm-hmm. i don't know maybe you could have had some of the parents or board members of both states trying to influence the filmmaking decision mm-hmm. in in editing trying to say okay we can remove that part for example i remember um i don't know if you've seen this short um documentary series on netflix immigration nation i've heard of it i've not watched it Watch it. So there was some really big trouble between the film crew and ICE because mm. they ICE gave access to the filmmakers and based on I don't know an agreement 
and they had to you remember i guess there was a file against the filmmakers in the court to stop them from releasing the film because they violated the agreement they discussed that on some of the podcasts i listened about this uh, documentary where they said the filmmakers said something like the ice um what ice was trying to have it's like to watch every um mm. footage yeah before they use them or before they publish them and that wasn't part of the agreement so i wonder if there wasn't the same kind of dynamic yeah. to release that film in this period of time where politics is getting everybody's attention and the political divide between you know the two parties and uh, i don't know yeah uh, there are so many questions we could have asked about the <laughs> and even the release of this film yeah it, it, it seems like will there ever be this kind of access to a boy state again now that we now that we've seen and like the, the people in charge are gonna be like no 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 no, you can't do this again uh, yeah that's that's pretty interesting to think about too yeah well do you, do you have any kind of final thoughts on the movie was there anything else you didn't get to to say before we wrap things up yeah, again, we haven't talked too much and it's difficult to talk about the film itself and the event because we are in a heavily political period of time. Yes. Um, <laughs> and we kind of are more interested into the politics side of or the event itself because it's a political event than the film talking about the artistic approach. We talked a little bit about some decisions they made or they make which mm-hmm. are so more interesting in some of them can you know be problematic but i guess overall we touches on a lot of things about this film and i have to thank you because i am very lazy and that was a good reason or excuse for me to watch this film and take <laughs> notes so i mean usually i watch documentaries i watch much more more documentaries than narrative films so because I want, or I, I am a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. And when I'm watching a film, I mean, whether it's a documentary or not, I take notes. Yeah. I pose <laughs> to go on Instagram to follow, you know, somebody that really catches my attention in the mm. film, or I read about it, I listen to podcasts, I <laughs> read reviews. I mean, every, watching a film for me is more than one hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. So it's it can be a week because I will keep digging to know all about the filmmaking process and yeah. the conversation on social media and everything. So <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> I see eye to eye with you on that because yeah, I always have the internal struggle like, Oh, I want to watch more and more and more movies, but I want to watch one movie and then like take time to think about it. I want to watch the special features. I want to read articles about (laughs) all those different things. So yes, I I mean, that's why I started a podcast. I love podcasts about movies so much. I was like, you know, actually I could do that. That'd be fun. So yes, I completely agree with you. And and this movie, there's so much, um, I feel like I need to go research more, even though I did some reading beforehand, but, um, yeah, how this was made and, and how it came together. But yeah, it's pretty pretty remarkable film. I definitely recommend everyone check it out. Um, you can watch it on Apple TV. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's Boy State. Uh, thanks so much for for joining me today, Obed. It's been really uh, a great conversation, and and I'm so happy to have heard your your perspective on this and and hear a little bit more about you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. So we've been talking about that for so long, and finally we get it done. And also thank you for you know making this space for you know filmmakers and sure, to yeah. talk about their work and to you know give another life to you know films or those works because you know i mean i'm a filmmaker myself i know what it means for me when we have people not only watch my film but also discuss about them so mm-hmm. you are contributing to this um aspect of the film making world or things so i'm thankful not only because you host me today but also because you give life to um what (laughs) (laughs) you you are helping filmmakers and people in the film industry to um get the words out Mm. definitely because watching and mostly for documentary it's not just watching a documentary it's also having the conversation it's also raising awareness about the issues the, the film a specific thing this is discussing so yes thank you for being part of um this work well thank you so much for that that means so much to me that you said that and and it's because i mean i just love movies i think there really is a power in 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 cinema and and so i want to get in and have these conversations and the arkansas film community is actually yeah it's, it's been a great place to find people like yourself who um who have have thoughts about movies and can and get in and have these interesting conversations that i hope are helpful for people to not only contextualize the movie but also i just feel like movies are are a way to to grow as a person especially a documentary where you're kind of learning about real situations so i appreciate you and i'm just so happy that we got connected um so yes thank you so much this has been uh a really really great episode of of the show and i'm so thankful thankful to you for that thank you I loved that conversation so much. Such an interesting person and so kind and encouraging to me personally. Big thanks again to Obed for joining the show. If you're new to Arthouse Garage, you can check out our podcast feed. Uh, This season is all about the best films of 2020 as we run up to the Oscars in a few weeks, but we've also done a season on a classic film starter pack. We also did an Arthouse film starter pack. We've looked at contemporary Asian filmmakers, Uh, we've been doing this a few years so have a look back there's probably something else you might be interested in if you're a cinema newbie don't worry we promise to never talk over your head even when the film is pretty tough to understand that's part of what it means to us to be snob free and stay tuned we've got episodes coming up in the next few weeks on the new drama minari uh, the italian film martin eden uh, and we're planning to end the season with an oscars reaction show after that award show airs on april 25th Thank you so much for listening to Arthouse Garage. Our theme music is by composer Paul Hunefeld. Learn more at the link in the show notes. If you want to support Arthouse Garage, leave a rating or review in your podcast app, or you can buy an Arthouse Garage t-shirt at arthousegarage.com shop. You can stay in the loop about Arthouse Garage and the films we're covering by subscribing to our email newsletter at arthousegarage.com subscribe, or you can email me directly, andrew at arthousegarage.com. And of course, follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Just search at Arthouse Garage in all those places. 
And that will do it for this episode. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, keep it snob free.